Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Almost all-star breaks are almost there. A couple more days till that. Um, how are you guys doing? How, how do you guys like uh, jail, what you see from Jalen McDaniel so far and what you saw from uh, our guy Matisse in Portland? <laughs> Go ahead, Tasia. I like okay. okay. Well, Jam McDaniel's had a good game. I, I'm happy with that. Uh, I, I, let's talk about Matisse doing that. So, do you have the? Do you have like a bit of that quote that he that he said, Marcus? Yeah, I, I pulled it out just 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 for just for you. Um, so they asked him after yeah. the game how he felt uh, in Portland. Uh, he said, first thing was I felt comfortable. I didn't realize how much you can take that for granted to feel and know that I'm wanted and needed, and the coaching staff and players have my back. I think it showed in just my ability to play and be more of myself. So you're going to go up to a to a mural of yourself on the wall in Philly, make a whole big production out of like saying "Thank you, Philly," and sign your name on it, and then leave and say that. That's a well, big shot. It's not even dysfunctional. He, he's thanking Philly. If you hate where you're from, I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna put that. Kyrie wasn't signing thanks Brooklyn. On any murals, all right? And he definitely didn't feel comfortable in Brooklyn. And he definitely didn't feel comfortable. That's not feeling comfortable. What the hell? I mean... Being in Brooklyn and being for the Brooklyn Nets are two different things. That's what I'm saying. No, but... Philly and the Philly Sixers are two different things. You mean besides the... Fa- you mean he was saying thanks, fans? Yes. That's what he was saying. Yes. I, I Isn't just, that why most people post that stuff? I just don't see where... There was never any... We don't what we know we don't know could fill a book. Uh, let's, let's, oh, that's first. So we don't know what's going on really behind the scenes. I never would have thought Matisse was unhappy. I never heard any about things about us pressuring him to get vaccinated. Um, some of this might be where that's from because people yeah. people were pretty rough on him. But if anything, it was the fans that were rough on him for not getting vaccinated. I didn't hear any teammates say anything about that. I didn't hear any coaches make some like snickering comments about him not being available for a big playoff game. Like so, yeah. I mean, I don't. Go ahead. You finish. No, I was just gonna say. I, I just don't. I mean, it seemed kind of like it was unnecessary. Why do you have to say that kind of thing? Uh, unless it was that bad. I never got a sense it was that bad. I never got. I never picked up on that. Like, he, I mean, sometimes you can see when things aren't right. People knew Simmons, and people were having issues for a while. And you can, as an observer who watches most of the games, I've not all the games, 
you could you could see that you could see that there was something wrong there, right? But I never got that from Matisse, and he called, said teammates. I never got any kind of issues. Didn't NB just say that he wants him to stick around? I mean, what opportunities did we not give him? We gave him plenty of chances to shoot 31%. He just shot 31%. You shot four of six with Philly more often, you'd still be here, dude. I mean, it's not like you were doing that every night and we wait and we, we traded you. You weren't doing that here. Yeah. Well, you're right. I think you're right in every everything you said. Um, I'll be a little devil's advocate. Please. For the I sake of that. the conversation. I love that. Um, one, we do not know what goes on in the locker room. What yes. we said. Um, we do not know the relationship with the coach. If, if you do not think that a coach helping you with your confidence or helping to destroy your confidence doesn't matter, you're kidding yourself. Um, yeah, I'm not saying Doc did that to him. I'm just saying a, a coach can say things or do things or play you a certain way that can diminish your confidence. Um, a teammate, it could just be one or it just be a couple. But if it's one that has a voice, a dominant personality, it could matter. Um, it could be someone that's in, you know, in cahoots with the coach. So I'm not saying any of that happened. I'm saying that that's very possible to make a situation uncomfortable for a guy. It can easily happen. Obviously, he's been waiting to say this. Yes, it, it, it seemed that way. Um, because he said it in game one. Because he had a good game. game two or whatever it is for him. Um, but for him to be with a new team, new teammates, new coaching staff that he's been with for a week, and all of a sudden they have his back, um, That to me that wasn't a – they have my back as much as it was they didn't have my back. Yes. That that's how I took it. Um so instead it, instead of kind of saying that, he kind of said it the other way so you can mm -hmm. kind of draw a picture. Um this is this is how he felt for whatever reason. We just don't know the reasons, but this is how he felt. Um whether they were legit and whether other people understand why he felt that way. I'm sure that the Sixers won't even address it, so we'll never know. Um, and hopefully he doesn't talk about it anymore and he can just move on. Um, but it's obviously it was those feelings were there. Um, and it was hard to play for that, play, play in that, that manner. So for both parties, you know, they wanted to move on, and he wanted to move on. So good luck to him, and hopefully, you know, speaking of McDaniels, he played well. Hopefully, for, for my wish with him is that it doesn't feel like a lateral move, mm -hmm. that that he can consistently be better than Dybul was. That's, that's my wish. But that, that'll take some time, but my wish is that. Um, that he can be more consistent. He can give us a little more, a little more versatility. Um, and he's a guy that we can play at the end of the games. Yeah. If, if that's the case and it's not a lateral move, then I would call it a success. If it's a lateral move, then 
but it just stayed that way. I mean, if I was going to do be devil's advocate on my own argument, I'd also say he had tw- he averaged twenty six minutes a game last year. Yeah, yeah, he, he had twenty six. Thibel, sorry. Yes, he had tw- he had twenty six last night for Portland. This year for Philly, he averaged twelve. Now, I yeah. know they kept saying, "Show me your worth m- more minutes," but in his mind, he's like, "Dude, I mean, you know much pre- I, 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 I mean, if I really wanted to be devil's advocate, I really wasn't going to say it, but but I'll say it. Um, if he was doing what PJ would be doing, that people would be complaining a great deal. Mm. And in some ways, I think that's what he's talking about. PJ is shooting thirty nine percent from three, though. It's better than I thought it was. I, I didn't, I didn't, because he, I mean, he, he's very limited as far as his takes. I'm just saying, if he was giving the team the production in every way that PJ was, that PJ's doing, it would not be enough. Yeah, but why? Why is that? Mm. And PJ's a starter, plays more consistent minutes. And what's the difference in their numbers in the in in their minutes? With with us, you mean with us? Yes. Um, this season, this 30, season or last season? So thirty three percent. Thibault shooting thirty three percent from three. Off of I think uh, one point like three attempts per game, um, so one point four attempts a game. He was making one point three. He was making thirty three percent. PJ Tucker makes thirty nine percent off of one point seven. So he's shooting a little more and making him more. Um, What's the points average? Rebounds average. Man, points average is brutal. Uh, that one three I talked about, that's about his average. So it's 3.3 for PJ Tucker, and Thibel was averaging 2.7. So very close. I think he plays half the minutes. Yeah. He plays half, half the minutes. minutes. Yeah. So his per 36 would be a lot better than PJ's with points. Um so that's what so that's what I'm saying. Like it's the 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 expectations for him has always been higher. And that if he would have came in and he played PJ's minutes with the same production, Doc Rivers wouldn't be going to say we win the, we won this game because PJ Tucker's on the court. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear that type of stuff. So that's why I said I'm playing devil's advocate. So it's like you, you didn't you know if you would would he have said that about him? Because Matisse also had very good plus minuses and some of the better lineups that created the most um, efficient lineups. He was involved in those. So he was performing on a plus minus level, which earlier in the year, Doc came to bat for PJ about that too, saying yes. he affects the game in a positive he, he was way. He was defending PJ's performance. Yes, based on plus minuses. Yes, I'm just saying. So he was defending me. And we're saying, so what was Thibault's numbers last year with "Quote unquote around the same amount of numbers, more minutes. Um, minutes. Yeah, yeah, because they played around the same amount of minutes last year. This year, uh, five point seven points in twenty five. So they played the same amount of minutes, twenty five. Five point seven points for Thibault in comparison to three point three for Tucker. Yes. Um, two. That's point, what I'm saying. 
Two points. That's all I'm saying. And I didn't look, and I had no idea what their numbers were. I didn't even look it up. I'm just saying how it that what what the expectations for Thibel versus PJ with the same it it was an issue for Thibel to average five points and PJ's averaging less, but Thibel got more criticism. 31% from three, though. It's still five points. It's still three. It's still five three. What is what is good as thirty nine percent if it's only if you still only getting three points? Yeah, because Tucker doesn't attempt anything. That, that's what I'm saying. So the, Tucker if you attempts. don't shoot, if you're not shooting, if you're averaging a higher percentage and you're not shooting, what what difference? How much of a difference does that really make? Um, the threat. You can't leave PJ open in the top. Uh, PJ open in the corner. Are we watching? You watching the same here? He's shooting thirty nine percent. They not leave him open. He's making he's making about forty percent a game though. So I mean, like he's only taking one. Yeah, I mean, shit. Tobias only taking like eight. So like we have a shot problem. I mean, there's two no, guys saying, taking. Like, he's he's t- he's still taking one. So it's. All I'm saying is, is I and, just, P- and PJ's a better rebounder than Thibel. It's not that's not even close. Is so, he a better defender? I don't think he's a better defender than PJ is, but I think PJ can guard more people. I think PJ can and guard. I don't. I don't. I think he can guard more bigs. I don't think he can guard more perimeter players. That that's true. So yeah. So I mean, Tucker can Tucker can change your lineup. You can put him at five for a few minutes. Yes, he can do that. He obviously, couldn't do that with Thibel, but yes. But yes, Thibel can also guard your one on yes. switch. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I say he could. That's why I wouldn't say he can guard more people. He can just guard bigger people. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, we wouldn't be saying this if Thibel. <laughs> Had one of his typical. Oh, look, look, oh, look, look, like I said, I was playing devil's advocate. That's all oh, I know. <laughs> four, four, I mean, look, man, four threes to open up. I mean, he had an amazing game for them. I, I can't believe he did that. His opening. We'll see if it lasts. We'll see if he's consistent. How consistent he is with the. I told Marcus his game production. yesterday. He thought I was kidding. He was like, "Shut up! You're, you're joking me." I was like, 14 points, six rebounds, two assists, three blocks, one steal, four threes." He was like. You're lying. He like he didn't believe it. Like he, I did. I, I thought you were messing with me. I mean, dude, he shot nine times in the game. When the hell is the last time Bible? I live. I looked through a game log. How many times he shot nine times in a game? But but Eric, the, the, to my point, because I because some Sixers fans were you know just blaming Doc for you know Matisse dominating in, in this game. And my my thing is talking about being comfortable. And being able to play free, play your game. When you're going to a team that's teetering on play-in game, they don't really have expectations. The expectations for them is just making the playoffs. They're hoping Dame can do his thing once they get into the playoffs. Where we have championship aspirations. I mean, isn't it a little different? You, I mean, the, the, the expectations are different. You can play free in a team in a situation where pl- making the playoffs is, is a, a pinnacle of a season for you. Well, the expectations are are different from from the team. Um... As far as like Portland came into the season, I'm sure they would like to win the championship. Yeah. Right now they want to get into the playoffs, but 
it's a situation where Grant didn't play. So we don't know how that dynamic is going to look when he comes back or he, mm-hmm. if he's playing um, for Portland. So they have some guys that didn't play that kind of created opportunities for him. Um, we're a team that made it to the second round last year with him starting a lot and playing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Made it to the second round. So not did we have championship aspirations last year? Yeah. He played 20 minutes. I think it would have been less if Danny Green didn't get hurt. I'm, I'm just saying, but he played 20 minutes and we had championship aspirations yeah. last year. Yeah. So we come in this year with the same aspirations and he plays less. Yeah. Because we signed P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. He shot nine or more times for Philly three times in three years. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's opportunity too. Three and a half years. That's opportunity, and and I, I think I'm not sure if at two I'm, of those games he was minus twelve and minus eleven. By the way, just I'm say. not sure <laughs> the the way things were going in Philly. If the only way he would have shot nine times from three is if he were making them. Mm. Yes, because if he got, he he got to a certain over. point. If he weren't making them, then it would have turned sour. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how it was for a guy. So if, if you feel that, we feel it, you know he feels it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard to do. It's hard to play for. Not everybody's is built for that. Is that, is that an Australian thing? We got Simmons, the, the same thing, the comfortable stuff, Matisse with his comfortable stuff. <laughs> It could be Australian. It could be um, – I know some Americans that weren't built to play in Philly. Yeah, no, I was making a joke. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I played there for a long time, and I know that it's it's not an easy place to play for some guys. I've seen yeah. guys really struggle there, Re- like really, really. So – and they were really good. So if you can't lean on what you do well and you can't do it, it's that's that's not the time for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, re- regardless of what, hopefully this ends. Well, hopefully Matisse doesn't carry on talking about the Sixers stuff. Like you know, Tyreek Hill continued to talk about the Chiefs like, eight months after he was gone from that organization. Hopefully Matisse ends it at, at this with this comfortable talk. Um, but we've moved on. We got Jalen McDaniels who's looked pretty good, and I, I I've seen some people online. And I was one of them who said that. In the two games that McDaniels has played, he's created more offense than Matisse did in the three and a half years he was there. I mean, you can just see him. I mean, he's comfortable, like, actually you know, <laughs> carrying the rock and actually doing stuff uh, with the ball. Um, that, that, that's something that uh, kind of stood out last night. Um, but uh, so the first question I want to I ask you guys, we got two new additions. Obviously, we talked about McDaniels a little bit last week. Uh, but then we signed who Eric. I'm going to start calling you Nostradamus here. You, you, you said Dwayne Dead would be the, one of the best fits for us. And Nostradamus? Yeah. I mean, There's no Stradamus like that. Like that? Yeah, I I, I I just felt that he's little, he's seasoned and he has shown the ability to step out and shoot a three. Um, so I just thought he was brought a little more size at the the center position with the ability to kind of play with James and Maxi. So that's kind of what you look for—a guy that can. You know, help the team and help them. 
um, playing, you know, playing beside them. Say, for instance, Joel is out or off the court. So from that standpoint, I thought that's why I kind of thought he was the best fit. I thought, you know, if you're looking at Cousins, we all know how good Cousins, you know, was at Sacramento, um, especially pre-injury, that I felt that he was a guy that was sort of in that mode. I don't think he was as talented and as skilled as, as Cousins, but it was sort of that mode of a player, and it was different than what we have mm-hmm. also. Devin is also part of uh, the process years. He, he came in in 2014 um, with that team. I think Lavoy Allen was on that team. Spencer Haas was on the team. So we, uh, Evan Turner. So a lot of old, uh, a lot of the older guys on that team, and he's come back to play with this team. You know, it's the big, I, I always talk about the process guys, but having Deadman on here, if we do win a championship, it's nice to have a guy like that who you know has kind of been through the ringer with the, with this team. Um, but uh, the question I want to ask you guys, you know, talking about Deadman, talking to McDaniel's now, it seems like that's going to be our guys unless we make one more transaction i don't know if we will but if this is the team that we have how happy are you guys with this roster for the rest of the season um if you had to grade it out of 100 where would you guys uh what number would you guys give it i think i think we were we're better than we were last week um i I think more than anything we got we still got to play like like i think that we're good enough to beat milwaukee and boston then and we're still to the point where we can lose the Cavs and the Knicks or Brooklyn behind us. Yeah. yeah. You know, but but I do think that we have enough. So to me, if you're good enough, if you have enough, I think if you have a, enough to beat Boston and Milwaukee, you have enough to win a championship. Because I think those two teams right now are the are the best and playing like the best in the in the whole NBA. Yep. Um and Denver's leading the West and We've shown we can beat them, even though we haven't looked at them yet. That's going to be a different game, but we've shown we can beat them at home. But if if I if I'm confident that we can play with Boston, well, I'm confident we can play with Boston at home. I don't know about on the road yet. Um, but you know, you never know. So we get on the run here. We may only have to see one of those teams. <laughs> yeah, you know, which will be terrific. I wasn't as happy about the Tevin signing as you guys are. Um, I prefer Noel, but as one of our subscribers said recently, he speculated on more. He probably received word that Noel was not going to be bought out and he would not be available, which certainly could be a possibility. It makes sense. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think we're going to hand that job to Devin anyway. So I don't think he's going to come no, here. I don't, I don't. I mean, at the end of the day. Joel's minutes are going to have to increase for us to win. Yeah. So getting another serviceable guy that's bigger that can possibly play eight to ten minutes is necessary. Yeah. Because if you go and like, I just, I just, that's all I said from before. Like, I didn't think this was a situation where whoever's coming in here should be playing 15 to 20 minutes a game anyway. Like, it shouldn't even be like that. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, other than a lengthy three and D player uh, and a better backup center, which I wanted, I'm pretty happy with the team going forward the rest of the season. I, I, th- I think there was only so much we could do and change in season, especially with all the the tax talk and avoiding the tax. And bill. without giving stuff something up too. I mean, it's hard yeah. to 
improve if you're, you know, you're getting rid of someone. So I didn't think that they were into making a drastic move. Um, like I said, if 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 Joel's playing as well as we think, and he's an MVP and MVP candidate, you got to think that you're capable of beating anybody if that's the case. Mm-hmm. If if guys are average or better, we should be beating anyone. James has been playing great. Yep. Get Maxi to be more cons- more consistent to the way he was pre-injury, yep. which takes some time. Tobias to be average, a little better, just be average. Um, and Maxi's still adjusting, right? So I mean, I, I, I get we got a chance. So it's it's a I, different I it's a different role. Um. So Melton just, I think Melton just needs to. Develop more into the three and D. That's that's basically how he's being played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think you have enough. You have enough to beat those two teams. I think you have enough to win the championship. I think McDaniel's too. He looked great. I mean, he was second in our team in bench minutes, um, and it's exactly what I think Maury said he wanted to give Doc someone off the bench that he wouldn't that he could play without worrying about not contributing on one side of the team one side of the offense or defense. He wanted a guy who can at worst be serviceable both where yes. obviously Matisse's minutes can, showed that they just can, didn't, can, they just didn't trust, trust him. You can trust yeah. them both ways. Yeah. They just didn't trust Matisse. And if they don't trust him now for 12 minutes a game, in the regular season, you oh, certainly yeah, wasn't going to play in the playoffs. He wasn't going to play at all in the playoffs. Nah, nah. So to them, to their, I mean, it was great trade for them. If they're like, we got a guy. We're not going to. We're, we're just. I, I know right now we're not going to play that much in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. all those guys. All those guys are going to get shots in um in the playoffs. Like, like I've been telling you guys like before about double teams. You seeing how many more teams are starting to double Joel and starting to double mm-hmm. him hard. That, that's how the playoffs is going to look. Like nobody's going to allow him to just play. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. So he's gonna have to start getting down on that pose and getting the fade away or do something, getting that ball deep and going straight up before yeah. that double come or something. Mm-hmm. Um and, and stop falling. I know y'all like the way he falls all the time. I like the way he falls. <laughs> hey, I like him in this falling coach and all I prefer stuff. him falling this way than falling way worse ways that we've seen in the past. That's I don't want him falling at all. I want him to stay up, right? Now, that so ain't gonna go. happen. He fall, man. He's like, oh man, I am. He was like that. Y'all like the fact that he had a fallen coach. I thought that was like he really, was really interesting. Put it this way, <laughs> and B was falling more than the, the Eagles' DNs against the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. All right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, after you read that that Maury comment that you know Maury said we wanted a guy who could you know serviceable at both ends. I, I, you know what? I take back what I said about Thibault's comments. Yeah, Thibault, Thibault can't re- have his own retort to what Maury said. Maury pretty much said he's unplayable at one end, and that's why they got rid of him. So you know what? I I forgot that Maury actually came out and said that. So I mean, let Thibault have his uh, his moment to, to to say something as a retort to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he, I don't he, even think it was. I mean, if that's then that's the thing. So if he gonna say that publicly, imagine how they treat him. Yeah, it's true. But it's not like it was a grudge and they didn't play him out of spite. They he just did he wasn't improving where they needed him to improve, so they can't just keep playing. Yeah, he didn't get a he didn't get a real opportunity this year. This season, no, nah, I don't think he did. I think he earned a little more playing time. He earned it at least get around yeah. the 20 minute a game. You didn't, you didn't give him you didn't give him a chance to, to come in and say, Hey, he can't do this and that. Like it he wasn't giving him a chance. It's just like 
just like Bergman, he's a shooter. Like his minutes has been inconsistent. So mm-hmm. he, he got to make a shot. If you want to make a shot, you got to let him play, let him get shots. If you if he played a lot more, he'll make more shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I mean, playing like a roller coaster, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There's only one game this season where Matisse, for us, played more minutes than McDaniels played for us in his second game. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's that there says a go. lot. I think, they were done, I think they were done with him after the playoffs last year with the, the whole vaccination thing. I, and then he- I, I think they came into the season, and, and once they got P.J., he was not in their plans. Mm. Yeah. So it was either a matter of before the trade deadline or this summer regardless – He's not in our plans. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was. And that's fine. Yeah. All right. You know, if that's you're moving on, you're moving on. Let's just let it be about that. It, it ain't got to be what you gave Doc and all this other stuff. Like that stuff is just like Diablo's comments wasn't, if they weren't necessary, then Maury's comments weren't necessary. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just they didn't, we, we like what he, what he does. We mm-hmm. like what he does on our team and this and that. Just, just move on. But yeah. He also complimented Thibault a lot, too, for the record. It wasn't just a slaughter fest. Yeah, but compliments backed up. I mean, what's the essence of it, though? He's talking about the yeah, guy. I mean, you know, like, like the old saying go with your kids, you can give seven, you know, take seven positives from one negative. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, like. I mean, on. he didn't even need to say anything. A guy was getting 12 minutes a game. It's obvious they weren't trusting him. So, mm. You know, I mean, the proof the proof was in the minutes. That, that's one thing about and that's, and that's what I'm saying. So if you're Thibault and you're his agent and you play less than 12 minutes a game, whatever, 12 minutes a game, and the guy that they went and got out, their big signee, is playing way more than you and playing the minutes you played last year and giving you less production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that – would you all not have an issue with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. So it's – it could be a contract issue. Yeah. Contract in my contract year, you're playing this guy more than me. Mm-hmm. And if he continues this, then he'll be right. I guess we'll see. It won't yeah. be the first time somebody was wrong. If yeah. that's happened, I mean, you know, the way it goes, I mean, somebody, that's Portland's decision now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, just because if he has success in Portland, it doesn't mean that the Sixers kind of. Fumbled it. Fumbled it. It's just, like I said, like not everybody can f- perform in Philly. It's not made for everybody. Yeah. I just think it comes under a, more of a, a microscope with these fans, the Sixers fans on Twitter, because they blame, you know, Maury and Doc for, you know, blowing it with Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey. And then now I think they're they're saying if we bring in Dwayne Dabbitt. Now, 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 now Bassey, eh, I mean, but Isaiah Joe, like, should have had, should have, for the team that we have, he should have gotten an opportunity. Yeah. But he's only playing 15 minutes a game for OKC. How many minutes was he really going to see with us? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying for a guy like him, for what he does, and we're talking about shooting, he should have gotten an opportunity. He never got one. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I was I was an Isaiah Joe when I was in Seattle. Never really got a true opportunity. And it was a team that was winning and had championship aspirations. So I get it. I know how that looks. And then you go to and I go to Philly, and then all of a sudden, hey, he can't play. So so is it you can't play or is it you didn't get an opportunity? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, he didn't get a true opportunity. Yeah. 
So that is on Doc and Moore. That is that right there is on them. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is on on them if a guy doesn't get an opportunity and goes somewhere else and has success. So he played a, he played four less minutes a game for us last year. I mean, he playing, but how many like Shot I can't even well think of less a, percentage points at three, but no meaningful minutes. He didn't play meaningful minutes on a consistent basis. No, it's it's consistency. You know you're going to play. You know where you're going in. So why isn't he playing more? 15 minutes is not that much for a team like OKC. But he know he's going in. It's consistent. He can prepare himself mentally and physically, emotionally to go in and do it. He know it's coming. Most of and, then he's, yeah, he's, and then he's also encouraged to shoot the ball. Do what you do best. Shoot when you're open. So all of that encouragement, and that's sort of what I was talking about when I feel like they have my back. But if you're going in, one time you go in the first quarter, the next time you play 10 games from then, you may go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he wasn't in a rotation. It's no rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if the guy's playing like that, like, to have expectations on them, you kidding yourself, really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's shooting 45% from three. He's having a lights-out season as far as shooting goes. Yeah, good for him. And and I think sometimes what what else did we envision him doing? No, us? that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, that's it. I'm saying it's it's great. It, yeah. it's, it's it's great. I mean, five. The way they're playing three. and the way they use him, that's that's sort of the you know the Vinny Johnson way. Like that's sort of how they looked at it. Five threes a game in 15 minutes. It's great. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, if we, if, we, if we didn't cut him for him to go to OKC and do what he's doing, what he'd be doing, getting for for minutes on our bench right now, not actually playing. So, I mean, it's in the long run, it's better for him than you know. So, I mean, in some ways, they get, in some ways, they just basically did him a favor. Yeah, the thing is, with our injuries in the first half of the season, he would have gotten major minutes, man. Yeah, he actually would have had a lot of minutes. That damn Furcon contract got stuck. Hmm. Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. There's a potential we could buy him out. That's what I've read, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll um, all right. So, uh, all star break coming up here. So, we just want to get your guys' mid season kind of grades on the entire team. Uh, so, we'll go player by player. Um, so, mm-hmm. we'll go and we'll, we'll go starting five and then maxi. Um, so, uh, Embiid, uh, what, do you, what would you guys give uh, Embiid's grade going into uh, all star break? A plus. A plus. Yeah. I'll go A. Ooh, no plus? No, no plus. I want a little more quarter-to-quarter consistency. Sometimes Embiid still pulls the – you can see he's not as into it sometimes. And other times he is, usually when it's a nationally televised game. Hmm. <laughs> I'd, like them to do- I'd like them to dominate more inferior impo- opponents. Eric, you have an A plus. Is there anything he can do second half of the season that will can get him into the uh... – I don't know what he could do better than an A plus. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. He had a big time game on the stage against the two time MVP, and he dominated. Mm. That's what hey. he's done. He's dominated all year long. Like it's that's what I, what you want from him, and that's when he's averaging what thirty some points. And yeah. like, what else? What else is he gonna have to do to get a plus? <laughs> you know I'm saying hey. like, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff. Like, I would love for him to be a better rebounder. Yeah, or, that was also my defensive. Re- you know what I'm saying? Like, like, but I think some of that is um, 
Like I, I, I gotta always remember how big he is, and he's not like the motor kind of guy where he mm-hmm. just go and get a lot of stuff outside of his reach. Like he's not that type of player. That happens to us a lot. The ball's like right there, and no one's just grabbing it. Yeah, he's not like like, like the ball. guys. And, and Dennis Rodman was special, but Dennis Rodman got so many rebounds. What they call it, like outside your reach, like so many rebounds outside of that spear. So Joe isn't Joel isn't that type of guy. He's not an aggressive rebounder. Yeah, he, but he I don't think he's that type of guy to go out of his reach and consistently get those. Balls and that takes some energy too. And I think he's asked to do a lot for us. Yeah. My expectations for that is as high. Mm-hmm. I think we got like Tucker for that reason. It was like Tucker, all those balls. Yeah, but that but that's what I'm saying. And I think that that's something others should also be doing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're going to get the others right now. Uh, so James Harden, what would you guys have his midseason uh, all star grade report? Hey. Hey. I think he's been exactly what we want him to be this year. I mean, I I think the stats we predicted for him pretty season, like what twenty two and like eleven or twelve, are pretty much right on. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I picked twenty, but I know it was something. I, I think I, I think you I think yeah I think you were a little below that. I think I was like nineteen and double mm-hmm. figure assists or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what what would you guys for you guys both have A's? What what could he do? What kind of extra credit could he could he get to get an A plus? Um. I mean, James, I think with me, with James, is a little more consistency on defense. I've seen James do it, um, and it's going to be needed. I mean, schedule gets tougher, and you get into the playoffs. So um, not letting teams go at him defensively or put him in situations defensively that hurts the team. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I'd say offensively, keep driving. Don't just settle for those. Don't just dribble back. Get to the free throw line a little more. Never again, too. Don't just wait. Don't just dribble back there. And we do these things too. I know. Say, well, he'll dribble. And if he loses his dribble for a little bit, it's like he starts from the top again. Like he starts the entire set again. It's like you only got eight seconds left, dude. You didn't need to. You didn't need to hurry this up. And then he like steps back for this like wild forty foot shot. And you're like, that was our possession. Thirty five dribbles and a forty footer. Like, come on, dude. Like we need, you know, get. The more you drive, even if your intent isn't to actually get the shot up, the more space you'll have for another pullback three, right? But if you if you if people are only watching you do the step back, they're not going to ever think you're going to drive on them. So, just be more aggressive at times. That's all. Again, he's pop- a so yeah. he's, he's popping the mini more so than we thought. What we want him to do. He is. So yes. He's, you know, just continue off. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Tobias Harris, this is one who started off hot first quarter, was pretty good. His second quarter, not so good. Um, so where do you guys have his grade as of right now? Boy. This one was the toughest one for me. Um, I ended up with a, a B- minus for him. Because um, I think now, I think he's C, I think he's averaging out. But I thought he was a B plus or so to start the season. Yeah. I had him at a B plus about yeah, a month or two ago. But he's just struggling so much right now. Um he's just not playing with urgency and no flow. It's like he's thinking too much. I almost get this since he's thinking way too much, man. Like yeah, I, I I I I also think that um 
moving Maxi to the bench has affected him. It should be a good because he should get more shots up now. Not necessarily. He's not though. I know that that's the. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Moving Maxi to the bench has not affected him. Moving Maxi when Maxi was starting, Maxi's speed was creating more opportunities. Whereas Melton is basically playing the same way him and Tucker are playing. Like all three of those guys are playing the same way. They're spotting up. And we don't give Tobias those looks. But Maxie was doing so much more than it, it wasn't like we we so he could be more of a spot shooter. Like, look how many like threes and wide open threes and corner threes he was getting when it was just him and PJ in that starting line. He's not really getting those. Like Melton are getting Melton's getting way more of those than PJ was getting. So Melton was getting those ones PJ were getting. So those clean looks are like not coming as much because Maxie was attacking and moving and getting in pick and rolls and James, they're standing on James, they're standing on Joel. So the court was a little, the opportunities were more. But now you, you basically got three, three and D's. I mean, no matter how we, like the bias, we know he can do more. But the way he's being played is just like no different than P.J. Tucker. We just give him a little more touches. He's passing up on open threes too now, too. It's just like, just let it rip, man. That's why his, his game isn't just to be a three-point shooter. Well, tell a friend to tell a friend that I'm a sharpshooter. You're going to say that on national television? I think, I think he's shooting like 27% since that since that quote. So someone did the uh, the, the numbers on that. Since since he said that at post game, he's shooting like 27% from oh, three. Oh, my. Oh my. Look at tell a friend to tell a friend I was full of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And, 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 and the other night he had, come on now, he had, um we were watching and I was so disgusted. Spencer Dinwiddie on him. Oh, come on, man. You Not only do you have like six inches on him, you have like 30 pounds on him. Like, Tobias, I've seen you be more aggressive against guys that are your size. Mm. Why are you letting him like not let you get your post position and, and just do a turnaround jumper on him? Mm. It's weird, man. I just, yeah, he's, I mean, guys go through ebbs and flows. I think he's just, he's got a lower confidence right now. He just needs to get it back. Like, Matt, I mean, Max, same way. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed from a lot of fans online is that the whole when he gets a when he gets a shot, he pumps it, and then dribbles it, and then passes it out. It's like, dude, you have an open look, just take it. But I mean, um, he'll he'll turn around hopefully. Um, we're gonna need him. Um, next guy, uh, someone we kind of talked about earlier, uh, PJ Tucker. Um, I'm just curious to see what it, what his what his grades for you guys. I guess expectations are involved. What, what what kind of season we thought he was gonna have? What does he uh What does he have right now going to All Star break? This um, he was almost as tough as um, Tobias. Tobias. Um, C. Well, I, I think he's been as advertised defensively. Um, offensively, you will, you would like to see him make more threes, but I think some of that is attempts. Um. I think with PJ's experience and what he's accomplished, my expectations for him in the playoffs is higher. Yes. So I believe that he'll have a bigger impact in playoffs than we've had at that position. Yeah. Uh, I put a C plus and I think playoffs will really define what, what, what we got him for. Um, his defense has been good. Three point shooting has been good, thirty nine percent, but he's only shooting like one a game. Um, I'm had, I, to me the reason why I didn't give him a plus was he just had too many games where he was scoreless. Yeah, 
I, I think I'm grading him down because of his rebounding. I wanted his rebound to be a little better than yeah, that. That's that might have what helped him get a C. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean because I'm just saying based on the the expectations, you know, it, in some ways he hasn't met them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if we he, if we came into this season and we were like everybody was trying to sign him and we signed him and he would say he's going to hit one three a game. There's no way you would have been like, that's a great sign. That's what we need. As long as he's rebounding and playing defense, all we need is one. Mm-hmm. No way we would have came into the season saying that. That would have been okay. It's his second lowest uh, rebounds per game since 2012. So wow. um, yeah. it, it shows. It shows, too. So uh, I definitely I definitely notice it. Um some of those 50-50 balls that he was getting, especially against the Sixers in that Miami series, he's just not getting – and, and it, again, like I said, playoffs, let's see what happens then. Like If, he, yeah. if that average goes up to five or six, because he's averaging 3.9 right now, then I – I mean, I, the Sixers were, were just leaving him. Just like when he played with Milwaukee the year they won the championship, like teams were just leaving him and they were putting small guys on him. Yep. So his rebounding, especially his offensive rebound, picked up because of that. They were just leaving him, and they were putting those small guys. So to make those small guys pay, you make them box you out. Yep. Um, He's a good rebounder. He's a good rebounder. And by the way, I uh, I didn't say this with Tobias. It's his lowest points, rebounds, and assists per game since he's been in Philly. Damn. Well, that does kind of make sense. Well, the assist doesn't surprise me, but yeah. Does it make sense that we've had a lot of injuries this year? No, James he's been the number two or three scoring option for most of the season, actually. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, we got two. Like, he's not going to have a lot of opportunities to make plays with 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 James and Max. He's not even going to have the ball that much. But those two guys missed a total of like two months. Yeah, then you got Shake and Mill. Like, they we just have too many guys that he's not going to really have those opportunities. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, Anthony Melton, uh, this is kind of everyone's biggest surprise of the year for everybody, um, what he's done for us. Uh, what do you guys have? What, how has he graded out uh, so far? <laughs> I was I had a B-plus for him. Hey, I give him an A. Oh. He completely- I, gave him, I gave him a B-plus. I thought he has come in and, and done what he was supposed to do, you know, the 3 and D and the fan and making some shots. Um Almost gave him an A, A minus. I, I think that it was, <clears throat> you know, he just, I think he was, what's the word? Or especially early in the season, I think he was a little just, you guys go ahead. I'm just going to chill where he needed to be a little more aggressive. I think eventually he got there. So that's what kind of pulled me from the A because I, you know, I thought he was a little kind of hesitant initially. Yeah, I'm go- I'm going A. I mean, solely based on the fact if you if you told me that he would unseat Maxi in the starting five. Well, I don't think that was because of his play. Personally. You think it's more? You think it's more because of Maxi's? No, more because of the team. Oh, the team needs like what they what we need. Yeah, in the that, yeah, that, yeah. I remember I told you be struggling. We wouldn't. I mean, to me, would. that's a team decision, not a Maxi and Melton decision. Mm-hmm. True, but you know, I, 
he's still playing well enough to do that. It's not like we gave those minutes to Thibel instead, right? Like, I mean, Melton still. Yeah, he's play, I mean, he played enough well enough to be a starter. Yes, he did play well enough to be a starter, but Maxi also didn't play bad enough to be taken out of the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. If you look at his stats compared to last year with uh, Memphis, they're almost identical. Yes. 10.8, uh, 0.5 blocks, 0.5 blocks, 1.4 steals, 1.8 steals, 2.7 assists, 2.7 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 4.2 rounds. But the crazy thing is, it's like, oh, he's playing six more minutes a game, but he's also playing on a team where two guys shoot the ball. That's what I'm saying. So those numbers, that that can be deceiving when you play on this team because those opportunities to have the ball and score the ball isn't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So and it makes sense. He's sustaining it because plus he also played a lot of those games where he started when Morant didn't play. It's true. That's true. Yeah, and he's averaging. And that can push your numbers up a little bit. He is averaging almost three more percentage points um, at three pointer. So yeah. he's shooting better. He's becoming way more consistent shooter. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's that's this. This would be if he keeps over forty. He's shooting forty percent right now. That'd be two out of his you know five years. Over 40% three-pointer. Hey, that's why we got him. Yeah. So, yeah. A, I give him an A. All right, so this will be interesting. So we got Tyrese Maxey, our uh, six-man. Potential six-man of the year award right here. What what do we think about Uh, that? He won't win it. I think think everybody still view him as a starter. He just started to be games. Yeah. Um, A minus. Okay. You can't wait for my grade, can you? You can't wait for it. <laughs> I just want to hear what you got to say before. I I'm say actually it. giving him a little less than that. I'm giving him B plus. Wow. Um, I gave him an A minus. I mean, A minus B plus. That's like one percentage part <laughs> the, away. The, the reason why I gave him A minus is I thought that the way he started the season, he almost started as A plus. The way he that's started. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of it was the injury. Um. What what kind of pushed me to the A minus is I still see a young guy. Like I still see a young guy that's at times situations he not reading it right. You know what I'm saying? Like when to pull back, when to be aggressive. He's like one way. So I I, I want to see a little little curve in his understanding situations because I think that's going to really help him and it's really going to help the team in the playoffs. Like, But it's hard because you don't want to take his aggressiveness away because that's sort of who he what is. he needs and what we need. So yeah. just finding that balance of when we need that pull-up and transition and when we don't need it. Yeah. You know um, My B-plus was teetering on an A-minus. He has struggled at times. He needs to be a little more consistent. But two things – he got his worst injury so far in his young career. Yeah. Um, and he's adjusting to a new role of the bench, which he was not expecting to have. So I give him credit for that. He he went through a tough stretch recently, and he said he did some, um, I don't know if he said soul searching, but something along, along the same lines of finding his spirit again is what he said. Um, yeah. And and that's tough, man. Young guy who's had – I just think it's really tough for him to play with those two guys, man. I think what him accomplishing what he's able to accomplish playing with 
a ball dominant guy like James and playing with an MVP candidate like like with Joel and still being able to do what he's done. That's 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 what like I almost gave him an A plus because A A plus because of that. Yeah. Um I think he's been that's not easy to do. No, you look around this whole league, you look around this whole league and you see guys playing with key guys like that, and there's very few of them are having a great deal of success. You know, Drew Holiday because he does so many different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not a lot of guys like that that can still be the best at their game and be dominant along with two guys like that. I mean, if he could take like if he can pull his defense up, then he's on a whole other level. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never really got the his defense is that bad vibe from now. Like I, I wasn't getting that vibe when he was starting. No, no. I don't really know where that where that necessarily between, between comes. him or Harden, it was yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, because James is not a great defender. He gets criticized for not being a great one. He's not a bad defender. Who, James or Maxie? Maxie. Maxie. No, no. And for being his age, too? No. No, I'm he, just saying. Me, I thought he picked up full court. I thought he was trying. Like, I didn't, like. I wasn't complaining. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I'm just saying, like, I've seen and I've read where people said he wasn't a great defender, but I I never got that vibe. I never watched the game be like, man, he struggled defensively. Like, mm-hmm. I never – Felt that way. Well, you brought up Drew and made me think, like, man, if I mean, not that he'll and he's not Drew Holiday, but it's, no, he's never he's not he's many guys in the league that's like him. But well, see, that's why I said Drew Holiday amazing. does so many different things. Yeah, it's that's why he's able to play with a star player like that because he does so much. Yes, so I'm saying that's why I'm saying there's not a lot of guys like that that can still elevate their game to that level playing with guys like that, mm-hmm. playing with star players or top players in the league. And we got two. Yep. And he's averaging almost 20. He's averaging 19.9. So he raised his average almost two and a half points per game. Like, in a new world. And and that was the reason why, you know, the eight months was sort of that and sort of him being a little more well-rounded. It's kind of searching for that and and understanding situations, um, especially as we go and those those possessions are more critical because they're going to start getting cut as far as fewer possessions each game, especially as you go into the playoffs. And now the way this season is shaping up, um, <clears throat> in some ways, the, the playoffs are going to start the end of March, early April with these seedings uh-huh. and stuff like that. Like you just never know how this is going to go. Um, so it's going to be, you're going to have these crucial games and hard games. And we all know the NBA back lows the, schedule because of television and you know waiting for football to end. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting. And we can have games out west and we'll see. If we can if we can end this season with the same grade for him, that's gonna be good for us. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting. He's playing less minutes per game than last year. He's shooting more per game than last year, but a lower percentage. So yeah, we didn't have notes in last year. That that's the difference. You, you, you'd attribute that to him probably playing less minutes but more freedom off the bench without maybe James and Joel there. Yeah, I mean, especially early in the season. So you, you got to count all those minutes before James came, um, and he was the primary ball handler. So that, to me, that's kind of a different look. That's true. To judge yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to judge it. I would judge it a little more if he was in the same role last year and this year, the whole season. Whereas now, last year, he was the primary ball handler until James showed up. 
Mm-hmm. He's shooting six less percent free throws. That I, I, I don't percent. Yeah, that's down. But you know, hopefully, he just average. Getting that. there more or less. He is getting there a little more. So four four attempts a game last year was three point three, and he's shooting six less percent, which yeah, is pretty considerable. That is, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah just it, 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 I mean, come into the season, you'll probably average out and be in the mid eighties again. Yeah. Um, and last one, I was the, the whole bench unit as a whole. What would you guys give the bench as a whole? Is Maxi on that bench? I, I mean, I I'd, I'd say I'd say outside I, of rest of bench. Yeah, I, I give the bench a um, a C. Um, because you you got to either have Melton or Maxi on that bench. One of them got to be on the bench. Um, I think for the most part, I think that they because I think Shake Milton has been better than probably we were looking at. Yeah, going into the year. Um, I think they did their job when guys got injured. So so that's what gave me sort of a C, is because I thought they. Elevated the play when when guys went down. They did step up a lot. Yeah. So now the the play during the the year when guys are playing, yeah, you would like to see it better. But I think they did from a reserve standpoint is replacing injured guys. I think they, you know, kind of did their job from the standpoint. I, I just think that it's 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 hard for them to to be as consistent when their play isn't consistent because when they're going to play isn't consistent. Um, from the big standpoint, I, I watch and you never really know which big is going to come in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. It's not like we know he's coming in, this big's coming in, Reed's coming in at this time. And he's, you know, we don't know. We don't really know if it's going to be shake or like we, we don't know. Mm. So, yeah, I thought House was good for a minute, and he wasn't playing. But I just think that they made yeah. the adjustment to play other guys, and guys have had their time where they've played well. So I, I, I give it the C is is more from them stepping up when we had all those guys injured. That's true. Yeah, I should give more credit to you on that. I kind of put a TBD just because Devin and McDaniel's, but mostly McDaniel's, and he's if he's going to be averaging minutes in the twenties, then we kind of need to see what we have with him first. Um, but uh, Niang's playing like Niang for over forty yes. percent. Um, Shake raised his three point percentage, I think, like four or five percentage points this year. He's hitting a lot more open jumpers. Um, our backup big is still a thing. We had we still I mean before Deadman we still hadn't decided on who should get more minutes. It's like a every game's a new one. Uh, we we still don't know. I think lately it's been Reed. I think they're kind of done with Harold being a uh, you know a revolving door at defense. Um, but yeah, if I had to give it a grade, I mean besides the TBD, I I I'd say I'd say a, I'm going to go outside of Maxi though because Maxi hasn't been a full time bench player. I'd say I'd say a C. They did step up big time when we needed them to, and then that was huge. But when we have everybody, they we we have a lot of empty empty stats up on the bench. Yeah, a lot of hit or miss games. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Okay. So now we're gonna go to game picks, and then we're gonna go to All Star Game festivity picks, which will be fun. Uh. But for game picks uh, tomorrow night, uh, we are hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eric Snow Classic. 
Um, oh yeah oh yeah um gonna be on espn at 7 30 eastern standard time uh we are a two and a half point favorite uh just looked at the line there um who do you guys have in this one tomorrow night i uh, have us winning and we'll win it we'll cover do they have all their guys are they what's their deal right now um i believe they do I believe they have everyone Injury report wasn't. Uh, let me see. Well, Mitchell had missed some games, but I don't think it was anything cons- like like serious. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's, there's no one on the injury report except for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Except for Danny Green, who just got there. <laughs> um, I that's a tough one for me, man. I will say, I really want to go. Oh. Yeah, I think we went by like one or two, man. I think it's so close. I'll say two and a half. I'll say we win and cover. Okay. But I'm so close on that. I think I think we win by two on the dot. Like uh Cavs are going for a last second victory and they miss it or something. So you may take Cleveland to cover the spread. Might. Yeah. I could I could feel that. All right. Um, okay, so now we got all-star uh break. We got the all-star weekend festivities. So we just got, I mean, I don't know if you guys know the news, but we had and actually officially have a guy in the slam dunk contest as Max, uh, Mac McClung um, just got elevated to a two-way contract. So now he's officially a 76er. So that's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. We'll have somebody to root for during the uh, festivities. Uh, but we'll start off with the slam dunk contest. So we have Trey Murphy, the third New Orleans Pelicans, Kenyon Martin Jr., Houston Rockets, and Mac McClung, Philadelphia 76ers. Who do you guys have in that one? Yeah, I'll go with Matt McClung. I'll go with the Sixers. Tangent. I'm going McClung. I think he has nothing nothing to lose, man. He's just gonna go go for it. He'll be a crowd, you know, the crowd to get behind him too. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. You just go out there and let it rip. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what the betting lines are gonna be on this. They haven't released them yet. The All-Star game weekend festivities. I'm gonna have some fun with that. Um, okay, so now we have three-point contest, which I think we've talked about on the show, is pretty much the main event of this all-star weekend. Uh now. Yes. Um, so eight contestants in this one. So the people are in this one are got Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald, Dame Lillard, Anthony Simons. So you have four four guys from two teams. Uh, Kevin Herter, Lori Markinen, Tyler Hero, Jason Tatum. So those are the eight people. Buddy Heald. That's what I was going to pick. I'm going Kevin Herter. I can see it. Red Rifleman. <laughs> That's nickname or you just make that up? Uh, no. It's not his nickname. It might be. Let me see. <laughs> Red Rifleman. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us, guys. Um, I hope you guys have a good all-star break. We'll see you guys again next Tuesday um, for some Believe in 76ers podcast. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy the all-star game weekend. Hopefully we win Wednesday. Red, Red Velvet is one of his. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better, man. I got to <laughs> say. <laughs> all right. All right, fellas. All right, guys, guys. Note. Later on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.